With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. No, 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 no. I'm back. Javon with the Brown Dog. For Taz Racing Talk, we're going to enjoy the next hour. We've got Jamie Cockshut coming up very soon. Jacob Bevis will be taking us through. The thoroughbreds, Brennan Ryan, our greyhound man, and we'll finish off with a grand little brother, Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes. How are you, Brandon? They say lightning never strikes twice, but we are living proof that it does. Here we are. We did our first show last Friday, and such was the chemistry yeah. and the feedback yes. that they simply said, got to do it again. Well, they've actually, I don't know whether you've been getting texted by Jules, but they've asked me to come in and work with you every... I haven't been able to, but every day they've said, we just want to see it again. Can we see it again? Get you two back on the casting couch. Exactly. And just see what what we can, what kind of magic we can make happen. Because we did make magic last week. Yes. And as, we will again. As did Jamie Cockshut uh, and Brendan Ryan. They, uh, they continued to find winners left, right and centre, which was great for the, uh, the listeners that followed them in. Two of only three judges, along with myself... That you've admitted on, you've conceded on air, the only people that you follow uh, in, exactly from right. a punning perspective. And you've, you've, you've got colleagues up there, you know, you work with Cam Luke yes. and Tags and Miles Fitzner and Sammy Holland, and you you have a friendship with them. I do. You, but you wouldn't you wouldn't follow them up a dark alley, would you? I follow um, Tags as golfing male more than his horse. <laughs> <I think. laughs> Uh, he's, got, he, he's, he, that, he's a specialist golf tipster. He's, he's magnificent at finding a golf winner, believe uh, it or not. Well, Jamie Cockshut will be with us in a moment, and he has had a pretty busy week. He came all the way down to Victoria to come and see his beloved demons. Yes. And it didn't look all that good there for a little while, but uh, had an enjoyable day. And I'm assuming he's back in the Apple Oil right now, but he's just had a hit-and-run mission. Did you get to say good day to him while... I, no, here? I missed no. him. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I went last night to the footy. I didn't go Wednesday no, no, night. Do you, do you owe, owe him money? You just, I won't <laughs> duck into work and see Jamie. I was, I was avoiding yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now the D's, uh, they jumped out like the the best side. The doggies had that period of sort of 20, 30 minutes in the middle where they kicked mm. eight goals, which not many sides have been able to do against that Melbourne defence. But when the whips got cracking, mate, late, Melbourne just, just rised. Again, I think the reason they did rise the way or just ascend is because Jamie was in town and he's on the line right now. How are you, Jamie? You back home? Long am I still in the still in Melbourne, mate? Oh yeah, you should have come down into the SCN Track Studios and done this live. What, what's what, what's what's the go? Did you and did you and Toby McKinnon go out for a, a focaccia or a bit of a sandwich after the show yesterday? Yeah, we caught up a bite, Roy, but you know, you was invited, Joe. I think it was too busy, mate. I was only trying to find a bloody good pie shop on the TBD, mate, but I can't find one anywhere. You didn't want to extend the invite to me, brother? What's going on? Yeah. Well, 
That was a disappointing thing about it yesterday, Brent. I couldn't believe you wasn't in the studio, mate. Couldn't believe it. That's my highlight of the weekend is actually meeting you in person. Jamie Cogger Co- Co- was actually walking around every floor going, Where is where's, where's Campbell Brown? I just want to say g'day. He's not on floor, is the fourth floor. I'll go to Wattpack. Where, where are you? Where are you, Brown Dog? day off, A rare day off for me, being such a work hound that I am. Oh, you are a work hound, uh, even with that uh, badly shattered pelvis from back in the day we saw last week. Uh, Jamie, it's actually big racing on Saturday night in Tasmania. You better yeah. get back for that. It's uh, Tasmanian Cup, Oaks, Derby, and you like a couple of odds. Yeah, well, yeah, like, um, it's, a, it's our biggest meeting of the year in, in Tasmania, Major, and it's on Saturday night. got a lot of the Victorian contingent heading over, going over to take all our money as usual. Um, it's good to see a couple of the locals step up and hopefully repel the challenge, but it's not going to be easy for the locals because all the um, mainlanders do look you know, the hardest to beat in their respective races, that's for sure. Who do you like in the Cup? That's a, probably the toughest Tasmania Cup I've, I've seen for a long time, Jason. I just I was impressed with racking up Tiger Pie in his heat. He's probably in the stronger heat of the two, and despite like Western Sonador missing away, Holy Basil missing away, you know, Mick was able to give up outside the speed, and he sat outside a horse called Maserati, and you know Maserati and racking up Tiger Pie. There is a bit of difference in quality between the two, and Mick just dictated the race from the breeze, mate. And he raced away. And he looked up, looked to have a fair bit up his sleeve, mate. This is a bit harder. Um, he's drawn off the 20 metres. As long as he steps safely and, you know, just gets that little bit of advantage over the 30 metre markers like Riley Major and, and Perfect Stride and if Western Sonador goes away, he's riding into the race. Well, I just reckon Mick can get the job done and he has had a fair bit of success in Tasmania over the years and, you know, around the 6 $7 mark, I think he's a pretty good gamble. Um, the query being I'm off and gone, you know, she blew the start in the first heat. Yeah, but in my she's just slightly disappointing. But, but Dean's had a couple of weeks with her. She settled in a lot better in Hobart. And if she steps off the front and lobs on top, well, they mightn't run her down, Jason, to be honest. I'm looking forward to the race. As Brown Dog, I believe, is looking to lay the favourite race <laughs> over the Addington Dish Leggers. <laughs> you love that, day. Oh, I just... <laughs> Nothing but the smile on my face. You're just looking up and down just saying, what could I lay this to get? Um, unbelievable. Uh, Nikita Ross, the uh, the wonderful woman that I do the Friday form panel with, is very keen on Haranya in the Tasmanian Derby. Is she barking up the right tree, Jamie? Well, so was I until I sat in the studio yesterday listening to Toby talking up this district attorney and and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, Haranya is definitely the one to be. She came across from New Zealand, or he came across from New Zealand, very good form. And he was a dominant winner last start, beating last, uh, I think, repelling one at Melton last week in a in a pretty handy three-yard race. And Haranya handled him pretty well first up. She's only going to improve. Just a tricky little draw for Abby to overcome, because I reckon Mick will push, push the button early in district attorney. And especially with national news, it can go a bit rough early. And district attorney lobs on top. Haranya's going to be, have to be very good to sit outside and beat it, especially over the 2,579 metres. But I'll jump ship. I've kept Haranya, but at the odds, you've probably got to have to a few dollars on district, district attorney. And I wouldn't be leaving out the local star, Mickey O. Don't worry about the five and the zero next to his name. He's had no luck. Go back to his two-year-old season. Um, he was a standout. If he had won them last two starts, I'd be pretty happy saying he'd go around favouring the Tasmanian Derby, to be honest, this week, Jase. It's just that he's got a five and a zero next to his name, and that's why he's longer odds than what he should be. 
Uh, it's it's going to be one hell of a meeting, and uh, I think we've got the favourite beaten there. In <laughs> the seven's been beaten as a favourite at the Addington Dogs race out on the card. Uh, is there anything else you're mad keen on from a punting perspective on that card, Jamie? Uh, we'll just touch on the eight. We'll have a talk about a few of the, the bigger race success. Four good ones. Um, Relentless me is a star Victorian filly, you know. And there is a pretty handy type in Tasmania called Always Be a Lady, trained by Rowan Hillier. And there's not many better in the state than Rowan. But if Relentless me finds the top and the stable mate Shedaleo lobs leaders back, Always Be a Lady is going to put up a freakish performance to sit outside of Relentless me and beat us. So Relentless me will win, but I'm just going to very interested to see how Always Be a Lady shapes up she's a progressive three-year-old filly in Tasmania, Jace. And the other feature race is the Mayor's race of George Johnson. It's it's a little bit disappointing on field. It's a $30,000 race, but we've got a couple of Victorians, Sweet Sangria and It's Miss Auckland, who was a very impressive winner last week at Hobart in a much easier assignment. And then you've got a few of the locals, Kiyomi, Lavorn, you know, Lockaway Casey, and blame it on me. Lockaway Casey's been the giant killer of late. You know, Paul Williams trains. He's, he's only a battler, but he's a ripper bloke, Paul, and he's just... She's just got better with age, like White Casey. I think she's a nine-year-old man. She's racing at the peak of her powers. And I think she'll take a power of beating in the George Johnson. It's Miss Auckland's a massive danger. And if Blame It On Me gets back to anything like its best form, despite having four duck eggs next to its name, you know, she could be too good for them all if she produces the best, that's for sure. But we'll just leave like away Casey in the George Johnson, mate. Oh, do you remember? Not, this sounds bad because we were looking forward to the edition on Saturday night and all the great racing, but... Geez, the George Johnson back in the day, Jamie. What like? There's been some amazing oh. George Johnson. Some of the mares, some of the great mares that have gone down to Tasmania to race in that. Uh, you'd love to see it like that again sometime. Oh, I agree, Jason. Like well, we only talked about it yesterday. It's all about prize money, you know. Like the George Johnson used to be a fifty thousand dollar race. I think he got to a seventy five thousand dollar yeah. race at one stage, and you used to get the best stabilised come down. I know Taylor May Lombo come down. You know she won a couple of Tasmania Cups, and I'm sure she would have went to George Johnson one year. Um, it used to be, you know, used to get probably three or four of the top ten mares in the country come down for the George Johnson. And just over the later years, of the prize money drop, we haven't got the best, but fingers crossed, prize money's on the up in Tassie, and we get it back up to a fifty thousand dollar race in, you know, coming years, or if not more, we might get a bit more quality come over for the race. Uh, we'll touch on Devonport and the fact that it's going to shut down, but hey. We're sticking with Aranya here, I tell you what, because Toby McKinnon yesterday basically told us that Goddess Mudge couldn't get beaten. You were going to go overseas, uh, Jamie, now you can't afford it because you probably put too much on Goddess Mudge after what he said. Yeah, well, yeah, well I was actually putting the bet on when he started talking because I didn't want to miss the odds. And I got the overs and I had the mouldy. I was told the trotter couldn't get beat early, one of Andy's, the trotter that led all the way, I think Chicago H, Goddess Mudge. And yeah, when he handed up and sat by the leader at Ballarat, I wasn't too keen that he'd get out, and that's exactly what happened. Whether he would have won, I don't know, Jase. I, I doubt he would have, to be honest, but he would have got close. But um, end of the day, gambling's a game, mate, and you've got to take it on the chin, mate, when you don't get the biscuits coming your way. No, we punt because we hate ourselves deep down. That's, that's what, <laughs> it's, it's our marauder, not brown dog. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a profound self-loathing. I, I love myself. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I punt, man. He says I he's chicken gold. I did have a good last night. I did have a good fault. Mouldy on the footy. Demon's 24 plus into the the um, blue baggers last night. So they got a little bit back, boys. They got a little bit back for me. You know, Jamie cleaned up massive, like, mm, which is something you don't normally Melbourne. do on Melbourne. But like, it's almost like, I, I don't back Collingwood. I'm a Collingwood supporter. I, I don't bet on them because it's it's too like too emotionally difficult. Yeah, you, you, you've got to suffer the emotional 
heart-wrenching pain of the loss. Yeah. And then if you lose money as Correct. well. But this man, double whammy. This man cleaned up massively yeah, on Melbourne last year. It's a, it's a good year. way to, to do it. Yeah. Um, so he was hoping they lost the, f- the first couple of games so their odds would drift out, but it didn't happen. Jamie did it. No, that's why I had a decent bet on them last week just in case they did win first up because I think they shot them four fifteen to $4 already. <laughs> What's the opposite of a double whammy? It's a double something. <laughs> double banger. Bit, uh, sorry, Jamie? Yeah, but um, end of the day, mate, you know, it's a long way to go, but, you know, they did start off better than what I thought they would, to be honest. And, you know, my eyes, the Bulldogs are a little bit disappointing. Yeah, no, after the game as well. Um, Devonport shutting down, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad day for everybody in Tasmania. Like, um, Devonport's showgrounds have raced here for over 100 years, I think, by memory, Jason. It is going to be a sad night, but um, in a couple of years, they'll get their mojo back to building a, a new state-of-the-art track. Not far away, it's going to, just for the dogs and the harness. It's going to be state-of-the-art. The old showgrounds is a bit bit older, as I mentioned, and yeah, this is going to be a state-of-the-art one. Melton-style size track, and I'm sure in a couple of years, all the people that feel a bit sad after Sunday night will you know, get their mojo back and race me back up around the northwest coast. But, yeah, it is a bit sad. But um, end of the day, mate, there's eight races. So we've got to find a few winners there. And we'll kick off in race three, number one, Nifty Jolt. He's able to lead throughout at Hobart two starts ago. Got the job done. Done it pretty easy with um, Alicastri in the gig. Mark Yell jumps in and Mark's a great front-running rangeman. He leads. I just can't see him getting around him, mate. And he should be winning it around the 350 mark. Then we'll head across to the race after, Windy Hanover. was first up around Hillier, ran second. Went rough four and five occasions in the run. Um, four or five weeks between runs, I'm sure Rowan's ironed out all those little issues. And I think um, she'll be getting the job done in the race four. And probably the best bet in the car, to be honest, at around about 250, 280. Colour value come up, race two, number four, Metro Man. Um, drawn to push forward, he's got the gay spin. If it actually gets across him in front, he does get his chance to, to notch up a win in Tasmania because Devonport's a highly biased leader's track and he should be around the 5 or $6 mark. We'll go across to race 5, number 9, Sunrise Master. Found its way to Tasmania. It's been here, there and everywhere. Um, but did try good at Hobart the other night and this is a race that might be a bit of speed on early so if young Mitch Ford could get him into a three-ride t- trail and just have a clear crack on late, he'll get home very strong and go very close to winning. And the one that also comes up, race six, number 11, Kenya. Um, nearly probably the best horse in the race, but drawn 11 at Devonport, so we're probably going to get it over the odds and anywhere around the $10 mark is definitely worth a decent play in, in race six. Beautiful. Well, we've got plenty to bet on there, and, uh, you know, because Brown Dog follows you and Correct. very few others, he will uh, be marking those down. Uh, enjoy the rest of your stay in Melbourne, and if you happen to find a decent pie, Jamie, give us a tingle, all right? Yes, it's not hard, but we'll just quickly recap Hobart, Jace. I'll bloody, I'll skip to Hobart because I've got too busy talking about other stuff. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> my, that's my fault. I'll take you off track, Jamie. Don't worry about it. All right, Hobart, yes. The best at Hobart, race two, number six, Lancelot. Very progressive four-year-old. Impressive first up. This is a big class rise, but he's definitely up to the task, and I think he can either work to the lead or sit outside the leader and, and be very hard to beat. That one comes up, race six, number eight, Lip Reader. He won the Devonport Cup two starts back. Um, was okay first up in the heat. You know, just was in behind him. I reckon he's been set for this race. He looks a graded, certainly, to be honest. He's a rating 119. Laying around for the second line, and Rowan Hillier, he'll get the job done. And he should be around the $283 mark. 
The value plays come up, as I mentioned, race seven, number 12, rack him up Tiger Pie. Pretty keen each way. Just needs to run up to his latest effort. We've, um, I'm a bit scared of Western Sonador because he was very good in his heat after missing mm. away. And race eight, number nine, Lockaway Casey. Yeah, I'd love to see a win for the connection. She's been a bonnie mare and she deserves to win a decent race. And, you know, it'd be fitting that she goes out, you know, winning the George Johnson. And the best of odds comes up, race six, number nine, Iden Miss Lucy. Uh, there's a horse that's going to be pretty short in this race called Play Nice. If she scores up and does everything right, it'll win. But if it doesn't, I reckon Iden Miss Lucy can run a cheeky race at, you know, 10 or 12 to 1 in the same race. Beautiful. Well, you're all about whether play nice, plays nice or not. All right, au revoir, Jamie. Enjoy the rest of the day. No worries, mate. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You are listening to Taz Racing Talk. The bomb, the dog, and the Tom bang out the back there doing his very best to keep everything on the straight and narrow. When we come back from this break, we'll be talking with Jacob Bevison. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. There's a horse running on Saturday in Alexis <laughs> called Swoop Dog. No swoopy, swoopy hangover. It's going to run a nice race for the Blacker team. Which race is it in? Hang on, swoopy, swoopy hangover. In the Alexis. Poor <laughs> <laughs> old Jacob Bevis is in the line and... There's a lot. Well, this is Taz racing too. By the way, we're not doing love songs and dedications in here, uh, but you, you, you get the message. Hey, Swoopy, Swoopy, hang on. Swoop Dog in the Lexus. Yes. Um, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Very, very uh, nice horse. Obviously, one yeah. of Tazzy's finest. And Jacob, do you uh, do you give the the horse a chance? It's around thirty dollars, but um, <laughs> I, I think can I think can run a nice race. Yeah, good day, guys. Um, no, I, I do agree. I think he can he can run a, a good race. Um, there's a couple of other Tassie horses going around in that race as well, Mandela Effect and, and My Word Is, and they all come through the, the same race, the Mowbray Stakes on, on Launceston Cup Day. Mandela Effect was the better of the of the three in that uh, race, but Swoop Dog and My Word Is, they get a, a pretty significant weight swing um, over Mandela Effect. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how all three measure up, but, uh, yeah, I think maybe Swoop Dog might be the... The better value out of the three. Do you uh, think so, that song uh, will be uh, <laughs> catchy down there in Tasmania now? I'm going to make it uh, its theme song. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. That's for sure. We're um, ready to re. We're going to re-record it, Brown Dog and I, and we're going to. We, it's going to be. It's going to be jumping off the shelves yeah, down there. In it'll the be bigger than. Time. It'll be bigger than the uh, Beg and You. You know the Graham Beg. Jacob. Um, Things are going well down there. You want to do a little bit of a review of what happened? Brown Dog was on trackside Wednesday night. Yes. Uh, did you have a good night? We had a, a reasonable night. Um, probably the absolute standout was in the first, Yvette Lander. Uh, it looks like a really nice filly, doesn't it, the Barry Campbell run-up? Yeah, it does. It was the first time we, we had seen the horse for a while and, um, yeah, it was really strong there over the concluding stages. He's always got a... He's always got a few nice ones, uh, Barry Campbell, doesn't he? So it'll be interesting to see how that horse goes moving forward. Definitely, definitely one to follow, and was obviously at a short quote on on Wednesday night, and um, obviously proved its uh, its short quote status. Scotty Brunton pulled off a nice little sting in race number seven. The money poured in late for Galenus. Siggy Carr piloted that horse, and it won by five or six Ooh. running away from him. Was the most dominant. I'm not going to say the best run of the night because I'll get to that in a minute, but she's um, 
They knew that Galinas was going to run well. Yeah, that's two wins in a row for Galinas. Uh, had a, a throat um, operation uh, before its uh, current uh, preparation. So the stable, they'll no doubt be happy to see this horse uh, back in form. And um, he's always promised a lot, this uh, this horse. So, um, yeah, no surprises to see him putting it together now. And, uh, yeah, he's another one to to really follow moving forward, uh, especially now that he's back in form. The biggest run of the night by an absolute mile came from a horse that got beaten. And that was in the St. Ledger over the 2,400. The risk factor got taken on up front Mm. for literally the whole race. In Costa Fiorente, Taylor Johnson just sat upside it, annoying it. Um, I thought it was Ryan Crowley in the saddle. (laughs) And um, in in Costa Fiorente ends up getting beaten seven or eight lengths. And the risk factor, even though uh, it was pestered and had no relief, Kept kicking and kicking and kicking and just about Wouldn't won. lie down. Wouldn't lie down. So astounding. Got it in the shades of the post. I thought that run was huge. It was a dollar sixty, but that would have been a tough win. But um, Georgie Catania had a run of the race on so astounding, and that was a boil over at forty odd dollars. Yeah, there was a few that got up at, at a big price on uh, Wednesday night, and this was one of them. Uh, for as you say, Georgie Catania and trainer Tegan Keys. Uh, yeah, it just kept finding, but it looked, yes, I do agree. It looked like the risk factor was going to uh, hold on and win, but um, no, so astounding. Just kept finding there late and uh, got up to the score at uh, 42.50 on the tote. So uh, well done to anyone who uh, who found that horse. I definitely didn't, that's for sure. Nah, no hope. Um, I, I know that um, I know that our man, Matty Reid, he, he tipped each way uh, in race number two, Star Countess, yes. right, which paid $30. Holy we geez. rang him. Yeah. Multiple times to get him on for a preview of race two. It could, couldn't and be, couldn't be found. He, he, he couldn't be found. He was and so I, I was very upset because uh, when that lobbed, you know, the SCN Track family might have had a little something on that. And then all of a sudden, as soon as the race was over, Maddie's, Maddie's texting you back. How are you, mate? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were, were you trying to get hold of me, mate? Oh, that's poor form, isn't it, Maddie? Come on. That Sounds was like a great win, like wasn't it? Too. First up. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, big, big price. Well done to anyone who. Uh, who managed to, um, I guess, uh, yeah, follow Matty in, uh, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, good, good, uh, a good win there for Erica Byrne-Burke and uh, David Keating, who's uh, not a bad trainer down here in Tassie. Great to catch up with you, Jacob. Uh, look forward to some great racing coming up in Tasmania over the weekend, mate. And I'm sure more fun and frivolity for you and Brown Dog coming up very soon. And hopefully uh, Swoop Dog runs well and we can go into the mountain yard singing this. <laughs> singing this. This. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can go into the mounting yard singing <laughs> when it gets up. Like, if I ready, yeah. So, so it's it's, it's, it's the Lexus we're talking yes. about here, and 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 there's it's thirty dollars. Hang on, swoop it, swoop it, hang on. Take a bit of test ranging talk. Hang on, swoop it, swoop dog, hang on. We're gonna go to the news, find out what's happening in the world. Back soon, brown dog and bun. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Bond, yeah. during the ad break, yeah. what happened? Uh, a lady came downstairs and absolutely tore me to shreds oh. for a, a parking error? Yeah, well, a I, miscommunication? At the end of the day, it's hard to call it an error. It feels like... It feels like and I, you're the brown dog. You can do what you like. That's but it sounds fair. like there was, there's a there's a parking situation where everyone's got to get looked after. A lot of big names here at the yeah. station, and you just wherever the car stops, 
You just you just sort of hopped down. The car was just wonky. Was the word used? Wonky. But and I, I asked who wonky was. Who's <laughs> wonky? It sounds like you were over like one and a half parked, <laughs> and you know, and it caused a ripple butterfly effect across the organisation. And Justine was like, she wasn't happy. No one was happy. You were laughing and, and trying to lighten the mood. But I didn't feel that she was laughing with, nah. with us. At the Every time. now and then, I feel like people get a little bit too comfortable with their parking. You know, I know Hutchie's got one and Pickers has got one, so I just sort of park in one of their spots, and then I just sit back and I watch the trickle effect because yeah. Dan Huddy then parked in Pickers, yeah. and Pickers had to park somewhere else, and all of a sudden there was absolute mayhem going on. Um, a screenshot was taken of my car. Yeah, it was sort of over two parks. Well, this, and this, 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 it's gone all the way up the hierarchy. Right, so okay, right at the top. It, it, um, Justine came down, really hit me between the eyes, but if yeah. they were looking for some remorse, you saw me. They <laughs> certainly didn't get it from the dog. I mean, there was anti-remorse, I felt, from you. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, what's Dan Hardy got a car park for anyway? And you've got to look at this situation and say, maybe we, we could we could avoid this if Dan Hardy just didn't have a car park. We'll just take that away from him. Then Pickers gets it. Like, everyone's fine then. I know. Or you're trying to just recalibrate society to be where it should be. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So, um, no, that was quite humorous. Just another day in my world. Getting told off. Taz Racing Talk. I'll tell you one man who would always park correctly because Correct. he's a conscientious mm-hmm. character, a good no man. Doubt. His name's Brennan Ryan. How are you, Brennan? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jim. It sounds like a massive power struggle going in there, in there behind doors at the moment. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one man who's not struggling. Brown dog. Brown dog's just eating some Chinese food and parking where he wants. That's that's that is that's the, the start and the finish of it, really, Brendan. Um, let's review Thursday night's uh, Cascade Draft maiden heats, then talk about the final, mate. Well, a bit of an upset in a couple of them. I mean, we went into them sort of, you know, with a virtue of unknown, but you know. They had to go ahead somehow. Um, unfortunately, my tip um, in one of them, unfortunately, broke down watching a butt. But, um, you know, overall, they've they've got the series. And, um, look, tricked it was a good heat winner there in the first heat. Um, the trainer, Glenn Howlett, ended up with a treble for the night and did very well. So it'll go into the final as the one to beat. And um, we've got Mr. 10% uh, for Darren Critchley. He took out the other heat as well. But for me, I really um, point towards tricked it as... One of the standouts heading into the final next Thursday. That smells terrific, by the way, Brown Dog. Kang Pao Chicken. <laughs> Kang Pao Chicken. Uh, we got to talk about Devonport. There's been a big wind-up. We actually spoke to Claire McDonald from the Harness Racing Club and uh, obviously Devonport, both for the, uh, for the Pacers, the Trotters and the Greyhounds, will be shutting up very, very soon. Next Tuesday, the final race meeting and... Talk to us a little bit about Devonport. You've got a very close association. I know uh, it's a bit of an emotional thing for you, mate, to see the end of Devonport. Oh, it is. It's um, been a vital track to our operations, what we do. We educate a lot of our pups there, and, and our strike rate's pretty good there because it's you know it's a good grounding for some dogs there, and and a lot of them are situated to that track. Some of them can't handle the 468 Hobart, and some of them are not very strong over the fly, uh, 515 at Lonnie. So it's... Um, yeah, it's a shot in the arm to lose it, but, um, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, there's been a lot of turbulence with Devonport over the years, they've had financial struggles and a lot of administration woes, but, um, you know, in the last 20, 30 years, it's now come good, and, uh, you know, it, the club wouldn't have been where it was today without a massive amount of volunteers that have helped shape, you know, the the legacy of, that, of the North West track there, and... 
you know, there's going to be a lot of emotions come the last race there on Tuesday. Crucially, uh, and Brown Dog in particular needs this so he can buy some more Kang Pao chicken and also uh, maybe just buy another car that he can park wherever he wants. We need some winners for this final meeting. Send us off. Send Devonport off with a bang, please. What do you got for us, please, uh, Brennan? Well, we're going to go straight into the the classic final there at uh, Devonport on Tuesday. It's the Labrakes Country Labrakes. Uh, final and that is race uh, 7 on the program. I'm going to go towards Escalation for trainer Debbie Cannon. Won its heat first up for over a good four months there um, and was a brilliant performance to win its heat. That was its first look officially on the track there and I think it'll really shape up and be, you know, strip fitter for the run. So we'll go race 7, number 7, Escalation and then uh, to look in the final event, we're going to go towards race 10, Number two, Jordan Titan. I really like the way it's been going good as well. Comes up against a a good field. Um, you know, last couple of wins at, at Hobart have been pretty good. Uh, I do like the way it's drawn, and I think it should get a good run into the race. So we'll go race 10, number two, Jordan Titan. Absolutely outstanding. Gives us something to bet on. Um, and you wouldn't, just talking about the behaviour uh, I'm not. We're not here to say whether it was right or wrong, but I mean, you, you wouldn't do that kind of thing. You, you don't strike me as the kind of bloke, Brennan, that would find yourself in those sort of situations. You know, parking across multiple spaces, wonky parking. I wouldn't have thought you, so. You, you'd take a stewards park, wouldn't you, if there was nothing available? <laughs> oh, absolutely. But mate, you know, when you're the top dog, you, you know, you, you can do anything. You know that. You know. You know like... <laughs> Uh, mate, we'll we'll, uh, we'll catch up again. Great to chat with you again today. You do a wonderful job, and we'll catch up again on Thursday for the Lids Fly. Thanks, guys. And um, we'll be doing live streaming from Devonport on Tuesday. So be, uh, myself will be in front of the camera. We'll have plenty of interviews, and uh, should be a you know a sad day, but a, a, an historic part of uh, Tassie history going to happen there on Tuesday at Devonport. Just for those who want to watch, where, where do they go exactly? Uh, you go on the tasracing.com.au website. There'll be a uh, a glowing icon up in the corner, a little screen with a uh, click button on it, and you click on that, and it'll come up, and it'll just start playing automatically. And um, we normally start about 20, 25 minutes prior to the first race. Good on you, Brendan. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jamon. Thanks, Brownie. Cheers, mate. You, 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 do you, you sort of have a glow. Do you have a glowing icon anywhere, or do you, uh, no? In your life, do you, look, if you got your own website, a glowing icons. I haven't seen a lot of glowing icons. Nah, around, neither no. have I. No, I don't have one. Wouldn't it be nice to have one? It'd be beautiful. Now I'm it? jealous. So I wouldn't mind how my own glow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had about Vimeo. How did that go last <laughs> week? Did you get it up? Uh Sammy Watson sorted it. He had to send it to his See, laptop. I've got to tell you, he was drifting horribly to be able to help his Sammy Watson at yeah. one point. He found a way. He was he was talking you through it, and I just felt I just I, I wanted to lay him for everything. To be honest, I think it, it's hey, more, he more found laptop friendly else. than mobile right. phone friendly. Okay. The old Vimeo. That's, that's <laughs> Sammy worked it out in the laptop because that's the case. Vimeo, as you now know, correct. It's all about the laptop. Yeah. Yeah, or a MacBook Pro or something Maybe. like that. So that, that's the next um, stage in my development as a human. Jeez, Getting a laptop. We're uh, talking. Uh, hey! <laughs> Let's go for a break here on Taz Racing Talk. When we come back, we're talking Ladbrokes. Giddy up, partners. Ladbroke and gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. If he answers his phone, and God, you better, Tommy Hackett will be joining Brown Dog and I in just a moment. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown.
No, 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 no. Bomb Dog and Brown Dog here. Uh, and it is Taz Racing Talk. That bit is correct in the stinger. So well done to the team uh, for putting that together. We haven't got Tommy Hackett at the moment, unfortunately. He's uh, he's underwater somewhere. So this big racing. It is Taz oh. Racing Talk, but there's big, big racing right around the country. Massive. Um, this is one of my favourite days. Corfu Guinness Day is, is great as well with the, you know, the Group 1s, but Golden Slipper Day, Rose Hill, five Group 1s. Um, all the stars have sort of elected to stay up in Sydney and uh, compete for the Group 1 rather than the big purse of the All-Star Mile. Um, I think, well, I'm, I'm very elegant. Australia's best racehorse. It's $1.40. I think it's justified. You, you couldn't back it outright, but absolutely just put it in a few multis uh, if you're going to have a play with that. I, I think Animo probably bounces back. Um, been racing really, really well, fighting too. Um, didn't give up at Randwick on the heavy deck over the mile. Gets to 2,000 now. Cherry ripe. Um, I've got a runner in uh, the George Ryder, Laws of Indices. We think we'll run well. We, we think we'll run well. Been a, a fraction disappointing this preparation, to be brutally honest, but um, probably needs a a soft deck rather than heavy. Um, so hoping that there's no more rain up in Sydney because it's currently a soft seven. Mawunga's a watch, the other Annabelle Nisham runner, because I did read that um, she'd reported to stewards that Mawunga uh, left a bit of a feed, had an elevated temperature. Right. And they'll need to monitor that uh, tonight and in the morning. So it's a $4 uh, second favourite behind Forbidden Love. Um, mm. It's no certainty to run Mawunga. Um, and then you got the slipper, Cool and Gadda. The, the crew, Ozzie here and the boys said, it's a bit of work. And I'm sure Tommy Hackett will be all over this. It's a bit of work during the week had to be seen to be believed. Really? Yep. And then and then the last, the Galaxy. Uh, I like away game. I just think 1,100, never runs a bad race, drawn well, $8, good each way play. So we'll get to a few markets for from Tommy Hackett. We'll talk to Tommy in a moment. Do you know what, you know what Moonga is most famous for in popular culture? Uh, so is that a uh, all-black player? Uh, no idea. I'm caught a mouldy. I probably should be able to tell you. It's most famous because it was, you best betted it, first birthday, oh, best right. year yeah. track, yes. had you on my shoulders. This was where the chemistry really started. It did. And we went off tap, and that was the start of a big winning spree. Paddy Garshagan got one out wide at about $15 that he said could lead. Yeah. Didn't lead, still won at 15 bucks, And it, the... It was so big. We lit it up. We lit it up. Our first birthday party was so big that the Bells uh, is still uh, in construction mode. <laughs> we, we can't have a, a second birthday because, um, well, we're banned. We get one every five years. Tommy Hackett, how are you, mate? Hello, boys. I'm very excited for a big day of racing tomorrow. It, it's, a, it's a cracking card. Uh, let's touch it on Sydney. Which races um, has had the, the most sort of support and Slipper, but it's support right across the board. Kulangata is definitely favourite. It's definitely been well-backed, but it hasn't been as overwhelmingly well-backed as we generally do see with the Golden Slipper favourites. Generally, if they're at 460, there's been a bit of money around for She's Extreme, 850 into 750, but there's been specking for a lot of horses in this Golden Slipper field at a price. Revolutionary Miss has been $20 into 15. Seven Veils, who I like at a price, has been $31 into $19. Even a horse like Rise of the Masters was $61 into $41. So punches are spreading their money far and wide in this Golden Slipper field, trying to knock off this favourite.
It's going to be a fascinating race. I personally think Cool and Gadda is is bomb proof, and I think four forty is like a crazy price. But uh, as you mentioned, um, there's a lot of nice horse flesh in this race, and um, obviously people are looking for some value. But it's Cool and Gadda all the way for me. What, what about um, what about the Galaxy? Where's the money coming for in that race? Because that's another cracker. Another very open affair. It's similar to the similar to the Golden Slipper, really. Isotope a clear favourite, but it hasn't been particularly well back. He's three dollars ninety. Good support for away game. She's got that Morabi form. She's been eleven dollars into seven dollars fifty. Again, a few spectre at a bit of a price here. Uh, Malkovich has been backed into eighteen dollars, and even our uh, Shelby sixty six. Now it was confirmed to get a run. It's been twelve dollars into $11 would cap off what's been an unbelievable story if it can win a Group 1 for Danny Williams tomorrow. But a really fascinating race, this Galaxy. I think luck in running could be key. And I'm hoping, Brown Dog, I, I backed this sweet idea at a very big price oh. for the Galaxy when she got that Group 1 win. So I'm hoping I've found another $20 winner. A, a, a <laughs> mare that's not as, not as good as sweet idea, yeah. but ballistic lover. She right. goes well fresh. I think she can run a price at $19. I think we still hold the track record for the Galaxy with that run on the day. Hey, is there a reason? I don't know. I just saw this then. Is there a reason that Ryan Maloney's not riding Isotope and Kieran uh, McAvoy is? That's a, I, I haven't seen exactly why. But Ryan Maloney, uh, I would imagine he's got a very good book of rides in Brisbane as well. So yeah. uh, I'm, I, I'm not sure what's going on there, but you, you certainly don't lose anything with Kerry McAvoy aboard. No, I just can't remember Isotope going around uh, mm. without Ryan on, on its back, you know? So that, that's an interesting one. He's a, he's a really talented guy, Tommy. I mean, but you're really pushing him there, Brown Dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you, have you called around the jockeys and found it? Found it? I mean, you're pushing Tommy right to the edge. I know, here. but, but uh, he needs yeah. to be push because yeah, he, he no, quite often he, he goes knows, better. knows yeah, the information. Um, what else are they backing, uh, mate? I, I assume that a dollar forty about very elegant um, isn't getting too much support. It should just win. Yeah, it hasn't been particularly uh, interested in the market there with the punters. It's been dollar forty the whole way. We haven't seen any huge amount of money yet. The money will come as it always does for these short price favourites tomorrow, but hasn't been much interest there yet. The Rose Hill Guinea is a really fascinating one. The market hasn't moved a huge amount, but mm. there's still money coming for Animo, money coming for Converge, and money coming for Profondo as well. Well, they've specced one at a bit of a price. Sword point for Chris Wallace has been $81 into $41 there. But for me, the Rose Hill Guineas might be the highlight of the day. I love rivalries in racing, and I'm hoping this rivalry between Animo and Converge can go to another level now. It was a fascinating addition of the Randwick Guineas. I think both of them up to 2,000 metres. We could be in for a, a, a real battle on Saturday. Then you add in the X factor that is Profondo. I guess it's a really good addition of the Rose Hill Guineas. Apparently the, the uh, Waterhouse Bot stable were playing yeah. Freed from Desire when it beat Animo last start. And um, that's really <laughs> that's really sparked things up. <laughs> Unbelievable. James, James Cummings would have been absolutely furious. <laughs> he was ravable. Hey, All-Star Mile, how do you rate it? I think it's um, I think it's a little bit weaker than we would have liked with a few horses that you know, would have made the field electing to, to stay in Sydney. Do, do you think it's, uh, it's going to be a, a you know, really strong All-Star Mile? No, I think there is now a clear standout. I think once the three or those really top-line three-year-olds come out, it did leave Zaki as clearly the class horse of mine. And it's been an interesting one in betting. Zaki was $3 out to three forty after the barrage draw, but has been slammed back into $2.90 this morning. So punches starting to come from Zaki. I wouldn't be shocked if Zaki starts close to $2, $2.20. I think if you can... 
I think the two dollars ninety and the three fifty early in the week will be massive overs on on the day. And I think he's going to be extremely tough to beat. A horse I think will run run well is the Labrokes wildcard horse, Sierra Sue. We've got a runner five lucky Labrokes punters one in competition to be our owner ambassadors. We got Sierra Sue and we're really happy with her. I think she'll run well. She's twenty one dollars the win. $6 to play. So I think she'd need Zaki to perform not at his best to be a genuine winning chance. But I think she's good enough to run a drum. And she's a, a man that's just always over the odds. She's the last up winner of the Futurity Stakes. And we're saying this isn't a particularly strong addition of the All-Star Mile. And you're still getting $21. So I think Sarah Sue's the one at a bit of a price that uh, is a good one for your exotics. But for me, it's all about Zaki in the All-Star Mile. I think he'll win. And I think he'll win by a margin. Oh, there we go. That's a declaration. Holy jeez. Might have to change my tip. But you, <laughs> inspirational girl, I thought would run a nice race. I'm beaten at the mile, but that's yeah, that's strong. You can have your opinion, but obviously Tommy's telling you you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, Tommy, brilliant. I mean, we we know where you get paid the big bucks. He waited for you to go to the All Star Mile, and then he just slipped in the Ladbrokes Sierra Sue, and he gave the entire like it was be- it was so seamless. Unlike your part, it was very straight up and down. <laughs> Tommy, great to work with you again, mate, and uh, enjoy a big big weekend of racing. Thank you, boys. Have a great weekend. I watched the Ladbrokes uh, chat with Bussett and Young team about yes. Sue. Yeah, that was that was really good. I didn't know that they paid two grand for Sierra Sue over in New Zealand. Even I could afford that. How good's that? That's yeah. not bad. Not bad. We're going to go for a break. Come back, and uh, I want to ask you about the All Star Mile and exactly what we do to try and maybe get it back where it should be. We'll talk for a couple of minutes on the back of this break. You're listening to Taz Racing Talk on SEN Track. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Nah, not for much longer. Not Cam Luke, and you're not listening to Taz Racing Talk for much longer. But you, you're only starting. You, you're fed Just now. starting. You're fed and watered, and you're re- oh, You're actually starting to glow a little bit. You're I'm picking up. Good. You're I'm, feeling good, aren't you? I just saw the first at Towns where there was a, a dollar pop. Yes. What, just one dollar? Yeah. What do you think that should win by if it's a dollar? Oh, roughly 16 lengths. Yeah. It's one by a length and a quarter, and at, the t- and at the 200, if you backed it for no return, you'd hate yourself a lot, and you'd hate everyone around Do you. Do you think anyone backed it for no return just to, just to have a fix of a winner? I'm absolutely certain they did. Bit of a luck tester. <laughs> Bit of a luck tester. <laughs> That's why I was watching it. Au revoir. Great that, work, Bond. Well, Again. You know, we'll... We're only gone for a minute because you're going to go upstairs. I'll join you for a moment. Cam, Luke, five hours of trackside, more winners. And there's a moral tonight, apparently, that we'd be told yes. about in the first race at the Valley. Hope you enjoyed Taz Racing Talk. And some of our wonderful singing, Kung Pao Chicken, parking stories. We'll be back in like three minutes. See ya.